Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. It's a good thing to be in God's house today, amen? Amen. I'm excited. I'm excited to be back in the house of the Lord and uh, excited that uh, God saw fit uh, for us to be here together, amen? Uh, I, I, I really can do this all by myself, but it's so much more enjoyable when we can do it together, amen? Amen. So good to see everyone here. Uh, we have so many people that are that are traveling, and so we want to be praying for them as they travel uh, back from out of town, seeing family and friends over this holiday week. Uh, but I promise we won't be long today uh, because I know how it happens on this on days like today. Uh, y'all have leftovers. How many people know about leftovers? Y'all have leftovers that you that you kind of want to get to, and any, any and everybody that did not play football on Thursday, you want to get to it and go to it today. But uh, before we do all of that, somebody say, before we get to all of that, we're going to praise the Lord. We're going to praise the Lord. We're going to praise the Lord. And so uh, I want you all to turn, turn, to your, turn in your Bibles to Psalms 42. We are closing out this, this series, David's Greatest Hits, um, with Psalms 42. Even though this may not be one that was penned by David, this is a guy who was with David, and we'll talk about it in just a moment. But Psalms 42, and we're just going to look at the first five verses. The first five verses. You know, uh, I actually kind of made a little bit of a shift uh, because this this passage of scripture would not leave me alone, even though I was going to to uh, to to talk on Psalms 24, uh, but Psalms 42. Is, 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 is what we have today. And I don't even have notes, and I only have one main point that I'm going to give to you, so that's why you don't even have a note thing in your bulletin, but I promise we're going to get to it together. But let me just read this in, in your hearing, Psalms 42. I may have even given it to the media team wrong, uh, but, so for, forgive me if I did. But Psalms 42, verses 1 through 5, it just simply says, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When, I can, when can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? Uh, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go into the house of God under the protection of the Almighty One with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Verse five is really what we're gonna use as a point of emphasis today. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. Uh, and that's what we're going to really talk from today. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I will yet praise him. 
that's the wrong neighbor. Y'all do this every single week to yourselves. Look over at, a, oh, look over at the other neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, I will yet praise him. See, sometimes you got to holler at the person across the room because they came to church late, you came early, and so y'all sitting way far apart. Look at somebody else across the room and say, neighbor, oh, neighbor, I will yet praise him. Now, come on and give God some praise in this house today. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you, angel. Oh, neighbor. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Uh-huh. See, I've decided, I've decided that I'm not going to let anything stop me from praising God. Y'all missed it, what I just said. I've decided that I'm not going to let anything stop me from praising God. Here's the reason. Real simple. Praise promotes growth. Praise promotes growth. See, and growth only happens when you obey. And he tells us as we read all throughout the Psalms, even when we get to the very last Psalm, in Psalms 150 verse 6, he says, let everything that have breath. So look at somebody and say, if you're breathing, you got to praise him. He says, let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. And so, and so growth only happens when we obey. And so that's why I understand that praise promotes growth. And I want to grow in God. I want to grow in this life of, of, of God. And so I understand that if I want to grow, I have to be obedient to what it is that he's saying. And one of the, one of the most clearest commands is that we should praise or we ought to praise. We're teaching Reagan, my one-year-old, we're teaching Reagan to do certain things, to respond to various commands and uh, to help reinforce good behavior. We try to make a big deal out of it and go over the top with our praise and our celebration. We give her things and say, Reagan, go and throw this away in the garbage or put this back in the cabinet or go clean up and pick up your toys. And one of the things uh, that she likes to do now is play with our shoes. So she will get into my shoes, put them on her little feet, and try to walk around the house with the shoes. And so we try to tell her, Reagan, uh, go put the shoes either back by the door or go put the shoes back into the closet. Earlier this week, real interesting, she uh, is, 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 is clearly saying, Daddy. And so she was calling my name and said, Daddy, Daddy. And I'm in the other room uh, uh, doing something else in the den. And so I went to go and see what it was that she was talking about. And so she's standing by the closet and she's pointing. And what she's pointing to was the fact that all the shoes were in the closet. I missed what she was trying to communicate to me, and I just said, oh, okay, and I just walked away. It didn't hit me until later that she was standing at the closet pointing at the shoes because she was waiting on me to praise her for doing a good job. 
And see, I'm I, I, I mighty afraid that a lot of us in this walk with the Lord, God is standing there pointing at this thing that he did for you, at this thing that he did for you, at this way that he made for you, at this door that he opened for you, and he's pointing and he's waiting on you to give him praise, and you walk on about your business, and you continue doing what you keep on doing, and you don't even stop to acknowledge the fact that, God, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for starting me on my way. I thank you for giving me the activities of my limbs. He allows you to go to and fro without any hurt, harm, or danger, and you don't tell him thank you. He allows you to eat meals, and you go through the drive-thru, and you pay $5 for your combo, and you don't even say, God, I thank you for providing me with this $5 so I can get me something to eat. You go on with your life, and you put on clothes, and you say, you don't even say, God, thank you for these clothes. You go to your job, and you don't even say, God, thank you that I have the means to work a job to provide for my family. Is there anybody in this place that wouldn't mind taking about 60 seconds and thanking God for some things that you even mistaken him for before? You need to give God praise in this place. Come on, I dare you to thank him. Come on and thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank him for that thing you forgot about. Thank him for that thing you took for granted. Thank him for life today. Thank him for health today. Come on, Revival, give God some praise in this place. You see, you have to understand something very important. One day, all of this is going to stop. <laughs> One day, church will cease. One day, praying will even stop. One day, there'll be no more revival. One day, there'll be no more need for us to do outreaches. But can I tell you something? There is one thing that no matter when the time dispensation is, that is never going to stop. And that is praise and worship of Almighty God. You might get tired of coming to church, but after a while, we won't have to have services no more. But one thing you can get tired of, and that's giving God praise. As a matter of fact, the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise will continually be in my mouth. Praise has been going on since the beginning of eternity. And it's going to continue even forevermore. Did you know, let me help some of y'all in this place. Did you know that praise actually helps you look good? It does, it does, it does. And see, some of us need more praise than others. Uh, uh, but the Bible says in Psalms 33 and 1, it says this, 33 and 1, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous. Watch this. For praise is comely for the upright. In other words, that word comely means uh, it enhances the appearance. Uh, praise does something for our appearance. It allows us, and, 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 and this just isn't Bible, but it's also backed up by research today. I mean, research today, listen to this. If, 
if, if you are in this place and you continue to invest uh, in Botox and Mary Kay and all these other enhancements, let me just say something. Uh, uh, you can do a much better job if you would just praise the Lord. Can I get a witness in this place? I found this, this article and it says this, I think, I think it was published in the Wall Street Journal. It says, sing yourself happy and fit. Sing yourself happy and fit. The Wall Street Journal says this. It says, if you, if you have ever wondered why choir singers look to be uh, 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 happy all the time, here are some of the reasons. The health benefits of singing in a choir is well documented. Number one, it says singing improves your mood. It releases the same type of feel-good brain chemicals as eating chocolate does. It even, it even goes on to say it is very effective as a stress reliever. And it also has the ability to improve sleep. So if you've been having trouble sleeping, sing praises unto God. Uh, 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 singing releases pain-relieving endorphins, helping you to forget that painful tooth or that painful knee or whatever it is you may have be having problems with. Uh, singing uh, improves your posture. Singing uh, increases your lung capacity. Singing clears your sinuses and respiratory uh, uh, tubes. Your mental alertness improves when you sing and give God praise. Let me tell you something. Singing tones your facial and stomach muscles. No more Botox is needed. No more tummy tucks are needed. All you got to do is give God praise and begin to sing praises unto him. It also boosts your immune system helping to fight diseases and prolong life expectancy. Your confidence even increases when you begin singing praises unto God. Look at somebody and say, ooh, you, you need to start singing praises to God. You need to start singing praises to God. Yeah, yeah, you could use it, you could use it. Because let me tell you something, when Mac doesn't do the job, when Maybelline doesn't do the job, when Mary Kay, Revlon, all those other things don't do the job, all you have to do is try lifting holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Maybe you need to try making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Maybe you need to try blessing the Lord at all times. Maybe you need to try letting his praise continually be in your mouth. Maybe you need to try magnifying the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Maybe you need to try let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. I'm almost done. I'm almost done, but let me help somebody because maybe you're saying, well, 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 what is praise? Let me help you today. What is praise? Praise is simply this. Get this down because this is very important. Praise is vocalizing compliments to God. Praise is vocalizing compliments to God. The key word in that whole thing is vocalizing. <laughs> vocalizing. Vocalizing means 
with your mouth. See, you can't praise God in silence. You can pray in silence. I would even argue to say that you can worship in silence, but when it comes to praise, there must be sound. There must be sound made. That's the why the psalmist declared in Psalms 100 to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Just because you sang a song, watch this, just because you sang a song doesn't mean you praised. <laughs> because see, to sing a song, because see, to sing, you need a good song. But to praise, you need a good God. Is there anybody in here that won't mind lifting up their hand and say, I serve a good God and he's worthy of my praise. As we look, as we look at this short but very powerful text, we, we see a very distressed, a very distraught, even what could people can, 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 can conclude, a very delusional writer of this psalm. Because he begins the text talking to God, but he flips back and forth from talking to God to talking to himself. <laughs> Most people would call people that talk to themselves crazy. Anybody ever been accused of being a little crazy? <laughs> You're not alone. Because see, you are talking to God, but then you start talking to yourself about why you even bothering talking to God about this. But I want to submit to you today, Revival, is that sometimes it's not the fight of the enemy that you have to overcome when talking to the Father. Sometimes it's the fight of the enemy that you have to overcome when talking to the Father. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? But I love the blueprint that the writer gives us here. And we're gonna skip right down to verse five because we're gonna get out of here. This is what God gave me and I don't wanna start talking in myself. But in verse five, he shows us how we need to deal with our soul when it tries to act in a way that is not in alignment with the word of God. He tells us, look, 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 look back down at verse five. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Let me give you my one and only point, and I'll give you some support behind it, and then we're gonna shout and say amen and get on out of here. Can I give you this point? Let me give you this point. My, my, my one and only point for today is this. Praise is a weapon. This side, y'all a little slow this morning. Let me talk to this side. Praise is a weapon. Let me show you. 
Psalms 149 and 6. Watch this. It says, may the praise of God be in their mouth and a double-edged sword in their hands. Let me tell you something. What he is saying here is, uh, so put your hope in God because I'm getting ready to praise him. In other words, put your hope in God because when I get ready and praise, things begin to happen. Uh, see, when I, uh, the, 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 the Bible says that when you praise, God come, God himself comes to hang out. Let me give you another scripture, Psalms 22 and 3. Psalms 22 and 3. It says, but thou art holy. O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. In other words, when you praise, your praise creates a throne where God himself comes and sits in the midst of your praise. It says that he's enthroned or inhabits the praises of Israel. When you begin to praise God, God will fight your battles for you. When you begin to submit your way unto him and say, God, I give it all to you, and you just begin to take no thought, you don't have to worry about things anymore, but you can begin lifting up your hands and singing praises unto God, God will begin to fight your battles for you. Let me show you something that just is mind-blowing. Maybe you've seen it before, maybe you haven't, but quickly turn over to 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, so Chronicles is going to the left of Psalms. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. If you have it, shout Amen. If you're not there yet, say, wait on me. I don't have a problem, wait on you. Second Chronicles chapter 20, and we're going to read verses 15 through verses 25. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. <laughs> Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jerel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord, will, the, the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and watch this, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Verse 19, then some Levites from the, from the Cordithans and, uh, and, and stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Verse 20, early in the morning, 
they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah, the people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord, your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men. Watch this. Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing. He is getting ready to face an army in battle. And he tells men, I want you to start singing. Watch this. Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out ahead of the army. So in other words, before the people who were armed and ready to fight, he sent, in my opinion, plain clothes soldiers on the front line to start singing praises to God. And this is what he told them to say. Give thanks to the Lord. For his love endures forever. My God, this just sounds real strange to be doing this in a battle. But he tells them, men, start singing praises to God. And he tells them what to sing. Verse 22, watch this. As they began to sing praises, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and and Mount Sir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Amorites and the Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Sir to destroy and annihilate them. After they had finished slaughtering the men from Sir, they helped to destroy one another. Verse 24, when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooked the desert and looked toward that vast army, they saw only dead bodies laying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could even take away. There was so much plunder or so much spoil that it took them three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Barak, where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the valley of Barak to this day. Can I just tell you something? When you are obedient to the voice of God, even when God tells you to do something that doesn't make sense to do in the natural, you need to do it. Because what God sees is he sees uh, a way where even the crazy things are going to confound those that are wise. God is able to use things, strange things that don't even make sense, that don't even add up. He causes you to fight in a battle with ammunition that shouldn't even be allowed in this type of battle. But God wants to show himself mighty and strong so that when you come out on top and when you come out victorious, nobody can take the credit for what God did but God. 
You can't even take the credit and say, yeah, because I shot it right there between his eyeballs. No, 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 no. You went there to a battle where they had swords slain and ready to take you out, and you showed up singing. I mean, this type of thing doesn't even make sense. But let me tell you something. When you have God on your side, you don't need to make sense. All you need to do is make yourself obedient to what God is saying. You see, and some of us have forgotten how to fight. You have resorted to fighting how you fought in your BC life. <laughs> See, you're still fighting like Errol BC, before Christ. <laughs> See, when you fought in your BC life, you fought in the flesh. But in your AD life, <laughs> in your after death, though you, how many people know that uh, those of us who have been born again, we have died, our old man has died, and our new man has been resurrected. And so now, in your AD life, there's a different way you praise. God began to instruct them and said, listen, get yourself ready, get yourself dressed. As a matter of fact, even get in position. But when you get down on the field, when you get time, when it's time for the battle to be ensued, you're not going to do anything but give me praise. And I believe that there are some people in this house today that you are facing some battles in your life. And you're trying to figure out how in the world is this going to work? Is that going to happen? Is this going to work out? Let me tell you something. God is saying all I need you to do is just praise. If you just begin to lift up your hands, open up your mouth, and let praise fill your lips, God will begin to show you what your next step is. But until he shows you what's next, this is what he's saying to do in the now. The now is give him praise and sing praises to him. There's a New Testament version of this same exact thing. Turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 16. Paul, who has written the bulk of the New Testament. In the entire Bible, he is probably the most contributive writer in the entire 66 books. He continues, though he is now in prison, though he is behind bars, though he has been locked up for doing the will of God, he continues to do the will of God. <laughs> Let me see if I can make that a little more plainer. He was doing the will of God. Got locked up for doing the will of God. But continues to do the will of God. See, the problem with most of us is the moment we face hard times, 
we stop doing the will of God. Even though the reason why we are facing hard times is because we wasn't doing the will of God. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. But Paul was doing the will of God. Got locked up for doing the will of God. Continues to do the will of God. And what does he do in Acts 16? Verse 10. I'm sorry, verse 16. No, let me skip down a little bit further. Verse 23 is where I want to start. And when they had laid many stripes, in other words, they had beat these boys. They had whipped Paul and Silas. When they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. Verse 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Oh, here we go again. And singing praises unto God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. All because they took time in the midnight hour to pray and to sing praises. When Paul finally gets out, you know where he goes? He goes to, I always butcher this name, Thessalonica. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. The place where he began to send letters to the church in Thessalonian. And this is what he says in, in, in Thessalonians. Watch this. After he had just left prison, he goes here. You know what he says? He, he says a whole bunch of stuff, but one thing that, that he says coming out of this situation, he says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. I have nothing else to say. But I need you to understand this. No matter what it is that you go through, no matter what it is that you're facing, my brother, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. No matter what it is that you are facing, no matter how hard it gets, my sister, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. Let me say it like this. We don't thank God for everything, but we thank God in everything. We don't thank him for all the crazy stuff that happens. But while we're in it, we say, God, we give you thanks. Because we understand that this is the will of God concerning us in Christ Jesus. You know what praise does? Praise, it does a number of things, but one of the things that it does, it refocuses your attention off of your circumstances 
and on to your God. That's why David could say so confidently, hey, uh, magnify the Lord with me <laughs> and let's exalt his name together. He is trying to focus or shift your attention off of you looking at your problem and focus on the one who is the great problem solver. See, if you continue to just look solely at your circumstance, your, your problem, your predicament, let me tell you something. It's going to keep, while you're looking at it, it's going to keep looking at you. But when you take your focus off of your problem and you focus on your God, the very thing that tried to intimidate you and to weigh you down, uh, it begins to get smaller. It begins to shrink in comparison because when you magnify God, you realize God is bigger. God is stronger. God is wiser. God is all powerful and he's almighty and he's able to do whatever he wants to with that little situation. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're in, remember this. Begin praising God. Praise also prompts your memory. If you go back and look and you start reading back in Psalms 42 and you go past just to verse 6. Let me just show you this and then, and then, we, then we're going to get out of here. It says, oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. And watch this. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan and from the heights of Hermon and from the hill Mizar. What is he saying? He's saying, I need, when I begin praising, I begin remembering how you did it for me back then. <laughs> I remember how you did it for me before. I remember how uh, my body was sick and the doctors didn't know what was going to happen. But I'm standing here today and I have to give you praise. And I'm giving you praise even though I find myself in a predicament right now. I'm reminded of how you brought me out before. And if you did it back then, you can do it again. I'm thankful for how you did it for me in the Jordan and how you did it for me on the mountain and how you did it for me when we were in the valley. But God, I, if, you, if you worked miracles back then, I need you to do it one more time. Is there anybody in this place, and we're getting ready to go and take our seat, but is there anybody in here that you can just take a moment and think about what God has done for you? I dare you just to think about how God has made ways for you. I dare you just to take a moment and think about how God opened doors for you. I dare you to take a moment and think about the ways that God has brought you over and brought you through and even took you under. I dare you just to stop and think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for you. I dare you try to quench the spirit and don't let your soul cry out, hallelujah. But I dare you to take a moment and say, God, when I think of your goodness and all that you've done for me, my soul will cry out, hallelujah. I thank God 
upon every remembrance. I thank God I should have been dead, but I thank God I should have been buried in my grave, but I thank God. God, you stepped in and you made death behave. And so I thank God. I thank God in everything. We give thanks for this is the will of God concerning us. Come on and stand to your feet and put those hands together and give God some praise. Come on and thank him. Come on and thank him. Come on and thank him today. 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 Our community at Revival Tabernacle aims to reach our city and beyond with the life-changing message of Jesus. Thank you for your support. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at www.revivaltab.org. 